Emergency podcast, motherfucker. We can be heroes is back, baby, because we had to do this for, for, for what was it? What have we not talked about in a while? Star Wars, baby. Star Wars celebration was today, and there's so many announcements. Little Bella in the background watching Matthew do all this shit. Bella, what's up, baby? It's your boy, John Toronto. Star Wars celebration was today, and we were so freaking excited to get up on this podcast and talk about what we need to talk about with all these exciting announcements that we just ah, freaking out. So excited. So much content has come. We have not talked about a lot of it. So much content to come. We're going to talk about that as well. Matthew, my co-host, how are we doing? What's going on? Matthew Serrano here. Jonathan's younger brother. Handsome looking brother. Um, mm. Look, I'm excited to sell. Um, waking up in the morning at like 7 and seeing all of these news drops from, you know, teaser trailers to official trailers and obviously uh, all things Star Wars coming in the near future. Um, it's been a good morning. It's been a good morning. So we're looking to just, you know, Go straight into it. Uh, tackle everything Star Wars related today, and I'm looking forward to doing it with you, bro. Uh, definitely excited, man. Definitely excited, man. Listen, you know we haven't we've been back. We've been talking about some Marvel. We talked about some DC. We had Derek, uh, Mister OTS himself, here to talk about it. But it's Star Wars time, man. I think it's you know I thought we were due to already talk about this. I honestly, bro, completely forgot Star Wars celebration was today, and I forget a lot of the time because I know May the fourth is like a big thing too is sometimes they'll announce maybe small tidbits of stuff or you know so yeah. I, I always have that in my mind that that's the real celebration i don't know why because it's not right um but i just forgot i am I'm, I'm out here spray painting some boxes outside and decollapsing my gazebo that collapsed in the winter and i'm looking at my phone like ahsoka trailer <gasps> i start freaking <laughs> out like it's time it's time, baby. It's time. Rebels is finally getting the love it deserves. You see all over Twitter. You see all over Twitter. Everybody loving it, baby. We're here. Let's talk about it. Matthew's got a list of all the projects coming. We're going to talk about each one and see how excited we are on a, on a scale of one to whatever. It's called one to a thousand because Ahsoka's a thousand, right? Matthew, start off. Well, you know, I think it's only fair that we said going straight into Ahsoka. So as uh, you know, John over here just said, the official trailer came out and gave us a little a little tease about what's, what we should be expecting. Uh, we saw our first official look at Sabina live action, Hera in live action, Drawn in live action, Ezra in live action. Uh, e- even uh, the robot uh, from Rebels voiced by David Tennant made an appearance at the end of the trailer uh, as well. So if you're a Rebels fan, this show is essentially for you. And one of my biggest concerns going into the series was seeing how well certain things were going to translate into live action. I said before that uh, character designs and animation are very exaggerated. And oftentimes it's a bit jarring to see them look realistic. But uh, for what we've seen thus far, all of the characters have made a very great transition, in my opinion. I, I mean, I hadn't seen anything um, that looked particularly... Um, I don't know. The, the, look bad at all, uh, to be quite honest with you. I think Kara looks quite well, like looks way better than what I expected. Sabine looks way better than what I expected in terms of the hair, uh, in terms of her armor, especially. Um, I think Thrawn, even though we only saw the backside of his head, I can only imagine looks pretty much identical to his animation counterpart. Matthew, I got I got a little bit oh. of surprise for the people. I think it is ability over here, and I think Derek Derek will work on the editing. I think we bring this up on screen and watch it together. What do you feel about that? I feel great about that, brother. I think I think it. I'm gonna go ahead and do. That. Let's share that screen, baby. Let's share that screen real quick, and then we'll, we'll get into the details, the nitty gritty, and all that good stuff after, right? All right. 
Something's coming. Something dark. I sense it. This is a new beginning. For some, war. For others, power. It's been a while. Things have changed. I started hearing whispers about Thrawn's return. heir to the Empire. We have to prepare for the worst. The Jedi fell a long time ago. There aren't many left. Freaking beautiful is that trailer. I we get Hera, right? We get Sabine. We get uh, Thrawn. You know, heir to the Empire, Matthew. We get heir to the freaking Empire, the Legends former canon series reference, right? They're gonna kill this. Like this, this is gonna be amazing. This is Rebels meets that storyline in the books, right? Is that not what it is? I'm super. I'm fucking excited. Um, I said I had to like process it a bit for a second because, uh, like, so it was funny. Is I remember like when Rebels came out back in 2015. Um, like I, I thought it was too childish, even though it was like. I was like 14, 14 at the time. Right. You know? Um, and I did I was never engaged. Um, and then it really wasn't until before Mano season two came out that I said, you know what, let me watch season two because you know, Rebels is obviously gonna play a huge part. It did play a huge part in that season. Um, is obviously going to play a huge part in, you know, some of the shows moving forward. Um and just seeing like a little thaw in live action, even though it was just like a, uh, what's it called? Like a, well, well, even though we only seen like the outside, we haven't chance to like really check the inside, I guess. Right. Um, well, remember uh, it, like... Sabine's promise to Ezra. You know, she should take care of yeah. Lothal. Always look out yeah. for Lothal. Yeah. And then uh, seeing, you know, Sabine at Ezra's uh, original home. <laughs> um, They're meant yeah, to be I don't together, know. Right? I think. I think they're gonna, they're meant to be together, you know. Once they meet back up, maybe you know. Uh, aren't they like? No, because aren't they like six or seven years apart? Ah, what does it matter? Star Wars. Look, <laughs> look at look at Anakin and Padme. 
That's no. Oh shit. yeah. Oh god. Oh jeez. Yeah. Uh, oh god, I forgot about that. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think obviously we can like go around to speculate. What I'm very curious about is like, uh, how they're gonna handle the epilogue because my lingering suspicion is that um, if you notice, I don't think it was. I don't know how I forgot. Even though you showed the trailer like two seconds ago, mm-hmm. but I don't think in the trailer they chose to be with short hair. Um, there was a quick bit of footage they showed in Star Wars Celebration today where Sabine was with short hair. So I think that Ahsoka goes to Sabine before the epilogue. You know, perhaps Ahsoka goes to Sabine and says, hey, I need your help with this. No, I can't. I made a promise to Ezra that they had to look over Lothal, whatever. And then they recreate the epilogue scene halfway through the season where Sabine is with shorter hair and then from that point on. So I think like the first four are, are pre-epilogue. The, 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 the last first, four episodes are... You're saying the first meetup you think is Ahsoka's first attempt to get Sabine to help her. Yes. Right. Yes. And Sabine's like, look, I would love to. I don't think Ezra's alive. I promise Ezra I'd take care of Lothal, uh, of which had the, those wolves, right? Wasn't that on Lothal where the wolves are? Yep, the, the low wolves. Yeah. So Kanan, Kanan may make an appearance as well as, as the wolf or, or some semblance of a ghost. Um, we don't know. It's possible, right? Especially with Hera and her child. So, I mean, we, we don't know exactly how this is going to work, but um, yeah, I, I I don't, I think you're right. I mean, it makes sense, right? Because the, the one of the pictures we saw of Sabine is her with the shorter hair with her Mandalorian armor. Uh, so you would argue that maybe this pre-epilogue, uh, at least for an episode, right? Who knows if it's half and half, uh, but we're going to get to that point where she, she actually gets the epilogue. I do think we're getting I, I don't I think it was confirmed that we're getting that epilogue in live action. Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean yeah, we're getting that exact scene at, at the mural. So at I the think mural, right? Up, yeah. So I think it's gonna be Ahsoka like after so now they didn't know this, I think maybe they knew slightly, because Filoni was running things at this point, at least with Rebels. Uh but I don't think they truly knew how Mando was gonna work with this. But I think after uh Mando last saw Ahsoka or first saw Ahsoka is when she is the epilogue, right? So she goes after finding out from the woman where Thrawn could possibly be, she heads over to Sabine and tries to recruit her again. And this is when she's at the mural. So uh, we'll see exactly how it works out and pans out. But I think the epilogue is 100% the focal point, right? Whether it's pre, post, or during, uh, that'll be that'll be the focal point of all of it. But Yeah, I think I, um, even another thing, too, is I'm very curious to see if they bring back uh, Barris from the Clone Wars. Yes, you think they I have will? A feeling they, they, I think they probably will. Um, probably know if she could be that mass figure. See at the end of the trailer, the one that Ahsoka's fighting. Well, ba- unless it's uh, Seven's brother. Well, there was to be an Inquisitor. Well, there'd but. be no. Well, that's the thing. Is it? Uh, you think any of this is during the the rebellion? Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's the only way to be sisters, right? Because I think the yeah. sisters no longer or it's pre. I think it's pre and pre and post epilogue. So I think the first four episodes are going to be, which is why Inquisitors. Because I think if anything, that was probably the seventh brother who was showing well, in the trailer. Inquisitors could still exist after the Empire fell, right? Like they they could still be Sith wielders after the epilogue. They just wouldn't be part of the Empire anymore because there's no Empire. Or maybe yeah, they're part yeah, of this yeah. new order that's coming, right? Thrawn's order. Thrawn, Thrawn controls them, essentially. Who knows? 
heir to the empire, right? I mean, they're, I, I'm shocked they're following the Legends book, bro. <laughs> like, it, it is it is wild to me that they're doing it. Like, heir to the empire is arguably one of the best stories in Star Wars history, as far as content, right? Yeah. I mean, like Thrawn is is that much of an. We didn't get to really see who Thrawn really was in the Rebels. Like, <laughs> he didn't. He's a fucking psycho. Like it's gonna be great. Yeah, he's oh, he's a brilliant character, and I really hope they uh, bring back his theme. Master strategist. What is that? I hope they bring back his theme. Oh yeah, I hope so too. I hope so Rebels too. is phenomenally composed. So good. Um, and I hope they bring back Lars Mikkelsen, uh, his voice actor. He's mm-hmm. around the same age as Strong. I don't see why you wouldn't have him return. I think that'd yeah. be like a full a full decision not to. Well, they would probably just have him act right. Let's yeah, that's see. what I mean. Like yeah. literally, it, it, it'd be. A well, they haven't announced who's playing him. And apparently, oh, it's, it's him then. That's going to be the surprise. I yeah, I hope so. I really do. And then um, I'm not familiar with Ezra's actor, but I think he's going to do a great job. Yeah. Oh, it's it, 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 like he's it, a good fit. Yeah. I also think. Yeah, it, it's going to. Do it's, you think? It's really exciting. Do you think Ezra is going to be an antagonist for some point throughout this season? I have no. this feeling. I just have this feeling. Thrawn brainwashed him or something, bro. It's uh, just gonna be too easy know. to say. Oh, Thrawn has him. Let's go get him. I just they're gonna think they're getting him, and he just pops up as the antagonist. Uh, they probably just separated. To be honest, there's always a possibility of that. Yeah, but, yeah. He's he's in the way beyond, right? He's you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, both. Yeah. That's was the thing Ahsoka too, was like, in the world between worlds at that one point in the scene? Did you see that? Where she was fighting the, the brother. Well, if it is the seventh brother. So that's not the seven brother I'm talking about. That's uh, oh. is at the end. Is at the end of the trailer, I think that's seven brother. Gotcha. Um, okay. Uh, but the, the I know exactly the scene you're talking about, like the older guy with the, with the white. Is that beard. the world between worlds? I think you that's see the, the world background. Between worlds too. I, I noticed that. Like, shut the fucking right front away. door, dude. I. <clears throat> and I that's something too, because like I think it's a very interesting direction to take. I just, the thing that confuses me is like. I've, I've talked to you about it. The world between worlds isn't like an excuse for them to do like. It's not Multiverse. like it's not even but, that. It's like that's so. That's the thing is not meant to be used for. <laughs> so like, well, so that I'm scared that because we see what Disney's doing now, right? Yeah. That's My worry is they're yeah. gonna say, "Oh, just pull Anakin out and help him have him just help Ray build the new Jedi." Or-. Like, I'm really scared they're gonna try this, Matthew. Like, yeah. Like, I, I mean, they can. They literally can. Right. That like Ahsoka, by all intent and purposes, in Rebels died. She she did die in in that scene fighting Vader. Ezra pulled her out, so that's essentially a multiversal plotline, isn't it? I mean, not literally, but in a way, it is. Like they're, they're he saved a character that died. Like that that is changing the timeline. Yeah, because I think so like I just don't want that to be the. I can't deal with two of my yeah. favorite things be multiverse. I, I, they're already struggling yeah. now with the one when it should be easy. Yeah, and like Marvel yeah. should not be struggling right now. <laughs> and that's the thing too; it's like the world between worlds is like meant to interconnect everything, so it's not intended to like alter the yeah, like you know what I mean. Like it's not, I don't know. I just don't think so that's it's not what... intended to be a timeline multiversal. No, no, it's just it's a not. world where you're able to. It's in between worlds, right? So you're able to see everything that's ever happened throughout Jedi or Jedi Star Wars history, essentially, right? My yeah. worry is that ability to pull Ahsoka out. Do they try to use that 
to bring in the old characters. I mean, do they go as far back as the fucking old Republic, right? Uh, or, you know, the Revan days, like, do they bring Revan into the future? And I don't, I would it be cool. Yeah. I want to see these characters. I don't, I don't think there's a necessity to have it be the focal point of a plot line. Right. I don't need a multiversal storyline. Like I don't want some shit where like, Oh, there's a new big bad that's controlling the world between worlds. We need all the uh, protagonists from every era to come and help. Pro, how the the main protagonist from High Republic, the main protagonist from or Revan himself, because he ends up turning back into a Jedi. Like we, I don't need that, right? <laughs> Just keep all the stories separate. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't try to use this world between worlds to save Star Wars. I think Star Wars is okay where it's at. Right, it can get better. Uh, it doesn't need a multiversal storyline to fix it. Yeah, and even like to offer um, Simone's explanation is not really a thing where you go through one door and out out another in a different time you can gain knowledge of the future or futures that may happen and you can see things that happened in the past you can at times choose to alter them but it's perilous to do so and when you alter something you don't know it that's not the same wait something you don't know is not the same way that always happens so in other words like it's a matter of just gaining knowledge and it also doesn't create alternative timelines too well it doesn't create alternative timelines but it does create or it does have the ability to save someone though, right? That was that's the concern for me. Ahsoka died. Now I do remember, wasn't Ahsoka put back in that same exact moment though? Just outside of where she died originally? Um that's a, that's a, I, I, I swear I don't, she, I don't remember. I think Ahsoka did go back to that Sith Temple. Yeah, at the end at of the, the, end of, the yeah, she so walked the end out. Of, so technically she didn't she leave. She didn't go to she a different back, yeah. she didn't go to Ezra's time. Ezra's a little bit further ahead in time when he where he went back. Ahsoka didn't go there. She went back to where she was. So she went back to her normal time where she was at that point. So that, yeah, that, yeah. that makes sense then. I'm all I'm all good yeah. with that. It, it, it's kind of, it's kind of confusing. I just don't think because that, that's what I'm trying to say. That's why I'm like trying to like really hard not to argue. It's um, it's time no, travel. Well, you don't want to keep too much focus on it. Yeah, that's, yeah not, totally. that's not that's not what like Filoni intended. That's why like I, he didn't want. Well, like, it, it, my fear though is Disney. I believe Filoni doesn't want that. I believe Favreau doesn't even want that. I believe even Kathleen Kennedy doesn't want that. My fear is Mr. CEO might come in and say you have to, right? So I just keep it. You don't have to do it. <laughs> they can and they can make it work, but I don't want them to. I agree with you, hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. So on the excitement point, Matt. I mean, this is one to five. It. How excited for your Ahsoka? Oh, de- definitely four. Uh, I know, like, it seems like, yeah. Cause I think, like, this show has so much potential, and I would be devastated if this turns out to be disappointing. Like, <laughs> I would Fair literally, <laughs> like, go into a deep, dark depression. At the show. <laughs> and, and, but at the same time, I'm not trying to, like, give this show monumental expectations because I don't expect it to be perfect. Um, and I am very curious to see how they handle, like, um, well, I don't know. I think this might end up being true because a, a lot of Star Wars rumors tend to be that way. But like, right. apparently they're gonna have Ahsoka and Anakin fight each other, like Revenge of the Sith style. I don't know how that's gonna work out. Barris might be coming back as well. I don't know how that's gonna work out, and so I don't want the writing to rely on cameos to make itself seem better than what it actually is. Like I want well, all, like all those moments to happen organically. So sure I they, hear they, you, and I think they story. will because they're that I think those cameos or any of those we're gonna get Anakin, obviously, her scene either a past yeah, something in the past or or her scene into ghosts or whatever. Uh we're definitely getting Anakin. But I 
I almost wonder and, and expect that ca- any cameos are going to be, help with Ahsoka, Ahsoka specifically development, right? Yeah, I think so too. You know, it, it, again, this is still Ahsoka. It, it is Rebels 2.0 or Rebels live action, sure. Uh, but this is Ahsoka. So I think any of those, they're going to put in the right characters to make the most sense for her, right? And, uh, you know, you, you expect that to be the case. Maybe Asajj Ventures pops up. Who knows? Oh, shoot, I forgot about her. Yeah, I've been a minute since we've seen her. Yep, yep. So, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm, I want to say I'm excited for five. I'm going to do four so I don't try to damage my excitement if it goes bad. Uh, but yeah. I am really excited for it. I, I, you know, you and, and a couple other buddies of mine got me, like, just kept saying, Rebels, 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 watch Rebels, watch Rebels. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't yeah. want to watch it. It looks childish, blah, blah, blah. It is hands down. It Arguably, and I just told this to my buddy Josiah, this is arguably, Rebels, the anime series, is arguably the best content in all of Star Wars. Now, this original trilogy, trilogies, obviously, I'm not going to argue that that's obviously better, right? Original Star Wars is the best. I'm not, I'm not an idiot, but this is up there. This is great content, great development, a great plot lines, some misses here and there. We're not we're not gonna say it's perfect, right? But Rebels is that good. And I think it's better than Clone Wars. And I love you, Matthew, you and I watch oh, Clone Wars. Oh yeah, yeah. Every uh, new I, episode. I for every new episode you and I watched together at Clone Wars as when you were a kid and I was a teenager. Yeah. And I will say Rebels supersedes that without a question. Oh, well, I, I, t- I remember I texted you that. I was like... Uh, I didn't believe I, it. That's I, how I, you tried I to convince finished, me. And I said, yeah, well, I, now I, finished, I don't want to watch I it. <laughs> finale, I texted you. I was like, bro, re- like I can say, hands down, Rebels is a better show than Clone Wars. I think yeah. the reason why is that it doesn't... um, cater, Like, not cater, but like it doesn't rely on arcs to right. tell an overall story. It, it just tells a story, like, you know what I mean? Because I think that way is more consistent. And you can just point out like thing bad to say, episodes. but you're so right. Just tell the story. Yeah, that's the thing too. Because it was I don't have a problem other... with, with with the anthology, anthology approach of Clone Wars. I think it's actually very different. I think the problem right. is you can really point out like which arcs are are bad and which arcs are really good. And it, and you right. look at it in totality, like there's a lot of bad in Clone Wars, especially in the early two seasons. And it didn't really pick up until season three, where they brought in um, even when he went to like that um, where like Anakin encountered that Sith. You remember and basically like told him the future. Yes, it were like it really wasn't until that moment where like they actually had like a certified A tier, S tier arc in my opinion. Right, they had like a lot of like B tier stuff, but yeah, season yeah. three is when it started picking up. Season one and two of Rebels is better than season one and two of Clone Wars, and that's why I think automatically it made it significantly better. Is that it was yeah. more consistent from the get go? They were, three, I think, they were a little fear, fearful. You know, when Clone Wars came out, it was, it was controversial because it was animated, and how could this be real Star Wars? And it's for kids, and and there's this whole kind of debate back and forth about that. Um, but for me, you know, when it comes to when it comes to Clone Wars, you know. They didn't want to upset the people that love Star Wars and love all the live action and love Luke and love, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's that crew you need to please. They also needed to fix the prequels, right? And I don't think that's why they made this. They wanted to make good content. They did. Clone Wars is good content. First two seasons are eh. It gets better, right? And I think it got real good with that final season they create, they, they made uh, with the Bad Batch characters and, and all that as well. Um, I... 
there's a fine line to walk when you bring in this new content, especially when it's in between these movies. But they're really making a push to fix the sequels, man. <laughs> like, I am not a fan of the sequels as as far as being top tier, right? Just like you said, I think in, in my order, um, uh, original, prequels, sequels, right? In that order for me. Um, they're working hard to fix it. Like, we're going to get into to Ray's movie coming and, and, and all that. Um, but, you know, with the Bad Batch and uh, with some of the Mandoverse, and, you know, the Mandoverse is having some issues that we'll talk about too. Uh, but overall, they're really doing their best to make it all make sense. I think to your point, and what I'm kind of, in a way, kind of getting exhausted of, why can't you do that with your story and your movies? Like, I don't think a series should fix something you already created. I think a series should build to what you want to create. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Why is the series fixing the sequels? Why is that series not already out to lead into the sequels so we know it makes sense based on what we watched in the series? You're interconnecting backwards. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Now, it ends up fixing it, and now I can watch it all in a row and say, oh, shit, that's why. When you just watch those movies without context, yeah, this is the, it, it, and I, I remember I talked to you about that too. It's like Clone, War, Clone Wars doesn't make the prequels better, like like from from uh, from a movie quality perspective, it doesn't. No, move, okay, Narrative, so movie quality, narratively, narrative. narratively speaking, when you yes. contextualize right how this led to this, oh shit, that makes a lot of sense. But when you watch the movie as is. It doesn't fix the bad writing. Like, why is Anakin gonna be a crybaby bitch? <laughs> it doesn't fix the 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 weird character of Anakin in the prequels versus the Clone Wars. Because Anakin in the Clone Wars versus, versus the prequels are two different characters. They are not the same person. It is it is one is infinitely better than the other. Due to bad due to bad writing, but <laughs> yeah, dude, exactly. You know what I mean? Like he like right. see prequels, he's all whiny. Clone Wars, he's the opposite. Obviously, he had those sort of like anger inducing moments or whatever. But that's like that made sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, so uh, like I think cool, with the like Clone Wars, you know, obviously it's more war ready, more war battling. We didn't see any of that much, obviously, in in Revenge of the Sith. Uh, I I don't know why becoming a Sith Lord needed to be you being a whiny little bitch, right? Like, why couldn't becoming <laughs> a Sith Lord have you be an angry motherfucker, like just pure anger and 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 lashing out, like instead of basically crying to Padme. Force choking her early in the movie, or get. Oh, I'm just thinking random stuff, right? Just yeah, pause. Right, pause? <laughs> pause. Not really. <laughs> uh, so you know, it, I, I don't know. I, you know, my thing is, uh, you know, I, I agree. I mean, you don't fix the movies itself, but you do fix the, the plot line. It has to make more sense, right? So you can argue the same as for the sequels. Uh, they aren't fixing the sequels as far as those movies in themselves but they are making a lot of these plot lines make sense. I just want it all to be done. Like, I don't, what, what's going to happen next? Like we're going to get Ray's movie 15 years after rise of Skywalker. And then we're going to have a series in between that to explain how she got there. I don't want that. Just give me, give me it all in the movie. Give me it all, all context. Yeah. Yeah. On to the next one. G what we got. All right. So this is a show. All right. I, I was going to say, all right. This is the best thing Star Wars has ever made. <laughs> um, and I think John knows exactly what I'm alluding to Andor. So uh, the teaser trailer of Andor Season 2 was released. And with that, uh, news regarding it. So according to Tony Gilroy, who's the creator of the show, 
he said that they're halfway done with shooting, so they're going to uh, shoot through August. Their schedule is pretty much right on time. Uh, they're going to go into a year of post, and then they're probably going to come out uh, August 2024, early summer 2024. Um, and so in the clips, they sold uh, like Kate, uh, Castian, Dedra, Cyril, Cyril, and Bix. Um, and so, yeah, so we never had a chance to really talk about our opinions on Andor. Um, and so, yeah, so what are, what are your what are your thoughts, brother? Are you excited to see the, the second and final season of Andor? The second and final season of Andor. No spoilers, but everybody dies at the end of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, eventually, right? But uh, you know, I'm 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 on the four, right? I'm definitely excited for it. Uh, one thing we talked, I think we did talk about Andor a little bit before uh, when it first came out on a different po- or episode. Um, it is so different, yeah. and, and I and I just mean that in the best ways, right? It is a espionage spy thriller. It's what makes me excited for Secret Invasion Marvel. Like if they can do anything close to what they did with Andor. We're, we're hitting right. We're 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 gonna be in the right spot. Um, I you know I I am super excited for it. I just I you know, I never thought, and I, I know you do. This is probably what you like the most. I never thought I'd like the political side of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know they, they it's, right? and I don't think a lot of people thought they would, right? Because there are mm-hmm. a lot of politics to it. it. Yeah, it's just an empire, but there are still senators that Bad Batch touches on this as well. Yeah, in this current like, season, like post-Vietnamese War, basically, right? I mean, it's just it's like the remnants of the war and the clones wanting rights, and that's what's in Bad Batch, at least the the current season. Um, the you know certain senators fighting for the rights of the clones as they're being decommissioned, and and all these stormtroopers coming in instead, and 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 all the drama and and politics and all everything involved with that, you know, that makes me interested as well even seeing that in an animated series so andor really touching on the ins and outs of that is super exciting right we get to see the whole other side of star wars that you would never think would be would be the center and it is <laughs> it's so dope so it, 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 and that's the thing too is like <laughs> i never i never thought that andor would be the show that makes me like <laughs> it makes me like politics because the, <sighs> the way their approach is so interesting and seeing all these characters have like moral conflicts and intentions was so great to see on screen same time matt seeing the opposite side even with bad batch the ones that are all about the empire you see these senators that are are, are, even in bad batch are like well we follow what the empire says or uh you know even in andor as well like or even in the episode of, of of mando where where they're at Coruscant and, and going through all the proceedings and it's the scientists that uh you know is trying to teach them about cloning and all these people come in and they're just like you could tell they're 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 empire uh focused people, right? I don't know, I'm yeah. trying to think of the word, but they're they're loyal to the empire still. It's just so creepy to see that political pushback in all of the series. I think they're really put, doing a good job with that. Yeah, most definitely. I think I just had no idea. Like Andor is the one show that I can't exactly put my words into how, into like how much I love it. You know, I just think this show excels at just about everything. <sighs> um, particularly the visuals, the cinematography in this show, and some of the shots they pulled off were amazing. I think my favorite arc had to be 
the one where they're infiltrating the Imperial base. Um, like they shot all on location. Yep. And you can tell, <laughs> like nothing felt fake. Like everything right. felt authentic, and just their ability right. to sort of, um, I I, I don't know, like it, it, it the show is is phenomenal, and the performances, especially by Ma Matha's actor, she gave easily gave the best performance in that entire show. Her scene where like she sort of has these regrets about the direction the rebellion is going, and how there's sort of this underlying fear that you know the empire is going to discover what she's been up to. You know, like, it's just so interesting to see, again, like, all these different character perspectives. And even the way they treat side characters, too. Like, characters in the show don't die for the sake of dying. Like, they actually have right. a purpose to why it, to what it happens. Like, a prime example was um, uh, the character who gave Andor his manifesto, mm-hmm. his political manifesto. Uh, right. And that's a fun fact. He actually, uh, uh, Cassian has it in Rogue One. He, he's holding on to it in Rogue One. Oh wow, that's dope. Vessel. Yeah, and, and, like holding it into his pocket too. So like right. the, the fact that like Tony Gilroy like looked at that and said, "Hey, that'd be nice to have a little story behind that," and then let's, let's click into that. Right, it was was super cool. And I think I don't know, just everything. And, and that's the thing too. Like, and in the Prison Break arc with uh with Andy Circus, he was phenomenal in that scene. Um, like never more than twelve or one way out. Um, even um, Lutheran's uh, monologue, where he says, "Like, so what do I sacrifice? Everything," and it's showing that the, the extent that he's willing to go in order to, you know, secure a better tomorrow. This like everything about the show is so brilliantly done and well written that like it doesn't it didn't feel like a Star Wars show. Like it felt mm-hmm. like a show that this will happen to be set in Star Wars. Like right. there were many moments in the show, especially in the Prison Break scene, where I literally forgot this show was about Star Wars. I know which is a testament to the quality of the writing. Like the, right. the fact that you can detach me from that universe. It's almost, it's almost sad that we, we, it ends. Right. Because I know. you know, with rogue one and whatnot, I just, you would have hoped that maybe we can get something similar for after empire. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Can't hopefully those writers come back. Please write something else. <laughs> Actually, you want to write like old Republic? They're probably good at like old Republic show or something. I don't know. Mm. Anything like, I don't care. I hope they come back. I hope, you know, and it's funny too because Tony Gilroy, he's the creator. And I think he went on. Um, I think he also shot the reshoots on Rogue One. Um, he was like, he notoriously hated Star Wars, and it was funny too because like they asked him to come back for the show, and he was like, "Yeah, I, I really don't care." And then they gave him the scripts. They gave him the scripts, and he was like, "Oh, okay, I'll come back." So like it literally took like him to read the script for him to say, "Yeah, I'll come back." And it just like his take on the show and how. Even though he isn't like the biggest Star Wars fan, the fact that he was willing to come back um, to supervise the show and obviously make sure that you know this character story is 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 done, you know as good as can be. Um, yeah, you know. So, anyways, sorry guys, freaking went on the whole Andor. No, Andor's that great. Man. Love so match, obviously, Matthew's on a five. <laughs> as clear as day. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like so, season two is gonna be so good. It's gonna yeah, be so good. I'm excited for that. Yeah. All right. On to the next one, brother. Yeah, so the next one. So I'll have you uh, go ahead and take the lead on this one. So the Acolyte, um, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, a bit of footage was shown. Um, that rumor of Carrie Ann Moss was true. Apparently, she was seen using martial arts instead of a lightsaber. Okay, I think the man. fact that she that she's literally, like, her Jedi apparently doesn't use a lightsaber and uses the Force is so fucking cool. 
It was like, the, like literally the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard. Um, Absolutely amazing. Even beyond that, uh, it's even it's even even been revealed that the show is from the from the perspective of the bad guys or the Sith rather. And so I think right. that's a very interesting perspective to take, especially since we're so we've been so adept to seeing things from the Jedi point of view. I think it's about time we see things from the other side. Right. right. So right. And, anyways, and look, we're gonna get said, we're yeah. gonna get, you know, a hundred this is a hundred years before the prequel trilogy starts, right? So we are gonna see some care possibly some characters that uh we've seen in, in, in the main Star Wars nine movies, right? I mean Yoda could appear. <laughs> he's he's gonna be a little more sprung than he is in the prequel trilogies uh as a whole, right? Or even obviously in the original trilogies. Um uh I think having a Jedi that's strictly force is fucking amazing. <laughs> so, I mean so it, fucking you know cool. they gave us they I don't know if they intended this, but you know they foreshadowed that a at least a little bit in Kenobi, right? Vader fucked Reva up with just force. Yeah, or even a Rogue One. Oh, uh, Donnie Donnie Yen's character. Absolutely, absolutely, same thing. So, uh, which we're not too confirmed. He's a Jedi Force user. I mean, technically, he is at that point, right? Um, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like he no, believes in it. He, I don't think he's it's Jedi, maybe yeah. some semblance of midichlorians, and who knows? Uh, which midichlorians a whole other debate. But anyway, uh, so. Getting getting that non non saber wielder, we are getting a Wookiee Jedi as well. Uh, mm -hmm. Not confirmed what the name is, but I'm assuming the somebody that's not around in the the, the any of the movies. Um, and yeah, it's it's going to be completely completely Sith focused, which is dope. I think we are going to get Dark Plagueis the Wise. Um, he will probably be the Sith Master. Right, the main Sith Lord, and then mm -hmm. maybe the uh, right. I mean, I don't right. know how long, I, I, how long I was he around. No I think yeah. we're getting a young Palpatine. There's, I, there's I, at some point they said I don't. Know, maybe it's like a post credit because he wouldn't really be alive then either. So it's yeah, totally he, sense. yeah, um, yeah. So you know, we're gonna we're definitely gonna get that. And uh, honestly, bro, I love the idea of a Sith centric <laughs> series. Yeah, I, love I mean. That. Whether it's someone that is um, similar to Ray in a sense that they're very neutral and don't either are not a Jedi or not a Sith to start. I don't know. They didn't say the person's a true Sith to start, right? Uh, so it could be someone that's turning into the Sith or, or having that debate as to which side they want to be on. Uh, and maybe it's someone like Dooku who, who we're starting to get a little more explanation as to why he did what he did. He wasn't really for Palpatine at all, right? Dooku was a true Separatist. Like he he thought he was doing a separatist movement. He was not part of what the, what was going to be the empire. He was not privy to, to Palpatine's plan. He was a pawn, right? Um, and and we get a lot of Dooku through the Jedi tales, um, or tales of the Jedi. Uh, so you know what what are we gonna see? I don't know. Is it gonna be more of a Dooku type Sith? Is it gonna be more of a true Palpatine type Sith? Is it someone that's just having that internal debate consistently? Whatever it is, I honestly think this might surpass Andor for best series, Matthew. And I know you won't believe it, but if they do exactly what I think they can do, and they don't try to extend beyond what they should, this could surpass it. Oh, so I think it has potential to. I just think it's too early to. Oh, too early to say now. Too early for I me could, to say. Potential I think, is what I'm saying for sure. I, I, so I'll, I'll 
I'll dick ride when the trailer comes out because I already know it's gonna, they're going to come out with a bomb trailer. I I, oh, yeah. I know for a fact. And I think, like you oh, said, yeah. just because like they're taking Star Wars in a different direction the same way that Andor is, right? It, right. You know? Uh, I think it's about time. So I think you're absolutely correct. I think this show easily had to make it being the best series. Um, and unfortunately, we don't have anything um, else to really chew our chew our teeth on right now because uh, obviously they're trying to keep things under wraps or doing production as we speak. Um, and it's going to be coming out in 2024. So not too long of a wait uh, until next right. year. I'm predicting like January or February. Um, maybe even January if they get things done on time. Uh, and then maybe they come up with Bad Bass Season 3. And I think even that's a bit too soon. Probably Bad Bass comes out like September. I think right. they have a lot of like, you know, make sure that like the Star Wars market isn't oversaturated. Make sure that things are spread out, right. you know, because we're going to have a bit uh, a bit coming out, you know, in the coming months, in the coming year or two, you know. And um, yeah, I think Dragon Light is going to be amazing. Um, it's set in the very interesting time part of the timeline. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm I'm going to put it on a five. I I think having a fully Sith centric uh, series, any content at all, is going to be extremely exciting. Uh, see what what their process is. Why they think what they do. Um, they're not just born evil. They're raised evil. They they see other things out in the world that don't make sense to them. They don't appreciate the hypocrisy of the Jedi. Um, and and in some eyes, Matt, and we talked. I think we slightly talked about this. The Jedi can really be seen as bad guys, right? I mean, if you look at uh, the Clone Wars final season, uh, Ahsoka's uh, not a Jedi, right? She left the Jedi Order. She was kind of the catalyst of this Jedi aren't good movement, right? Or Jedi aren't really, or, or, or I would say more naive than they think they are, right? Um, there's an episode with the Junkers. It's just these couple sisters that uh, are, are imprisoned with her and, and you know, obviously are, are, are with Ahsoka and they don't know she has Jedi powers and all this stuff. Um, but they really get her to understand the level of which Jedi don't really care about the people, right? Which is what their job is. They're about people in peace, right? Protecting all. And, and, and by all, it means all. And they understood that the Coruscant higher hierarchy and the powers that be in Coruscant really controlled the Jedi and really forced them to do whatever they wanted them to do, right? And that's what led to the Empire becoming so strong as well. Remember, the, the Clone Wars era, the build to that, the Jedi doing what they did for it, created the Empire, right? It made the Republic stronger than it's ever been to get to the point to where the Empire got to, Right? Uh, and the Jedi, with through all just strictly being naive and not understanding and not listening and thinking that their way is the only way, led to their downfall, right? And we, we get a, a mention of that. I'm kind of going on a quick tangent, but we get a mention of that in, in the Clone Wars series of, of the, the two, I can't remember their, their names, but the, the two people that live in the lower parts of Coruscant, uh, the sisters, they, they say, you know, my parents died on a chase by a Jedi, two Jedi, right? And the Jedi comes up to them and says, you'll be okay, the Force is with you. Where's the sympathy, right? It's not just the Force will be with you. They lost their parents. Why are you not giving more than that? Why are you only caring about the, the hierarchy of Coruscant or whatever the Jedi uh, uh, Council says, right? 
Ahsoka saw that. She left because there was too much hypocrisy. There was too much naiveness, right? We might see that in Acolyte. This is why this character is leaning towards Sith or turns to Sith or goes towards Sith because she's the she is a she, I'm pretty sure, right? The, the Acolyte main, the main character. Uh, I think they said she. You, you meet him, Matthew. Uh, they did say it was she. Um, maybe she saw what Ahsoka saw. But instead of going neutral like Ahsoka did, she goes straight Sith because they explain that they do things differently in a better way, right? Just my thoughts. No, I agree. I think, um, honestly, I want the Jedi to be exposed where they, where they are. <laughs> and I think it will. <laughs> so I think the Acolytes... That, that's why I love the show, because I, I, I know for a fact, for a fact, that there are going to be a select group of Star Wars fans that are going to get pissed off that the Jedi are being dogged on. I, I can almost guarantee you. And honestly, I, I can't wait for that reaction. Because the entire show is literally going to be a criticism of the whole Jedi Order. And the Good. fact that even though the Sith themselves are imperfect, it goes to show that the Sith and Jedi are not too different from each other. Right. <laughs> They're really not. The only right. difference is their methods. Right. R- really. And honestly, the, their so obviously being a cold blooded murderer is much different, but unethical. we're talking just I- ideologies, right? Yeah, this yeah. like in terms of ideologies, like they both want the same thing, right? Is to in- ensure peace. How do we ensure peace? Oh, and what does that remind you of of today's world? The Republic, you know, like Republicans and Democrats, for example, right? Like, right. It, and what I like is how, and it's something I talk, talk to you about, is how Star Wars draws on real world politics to really inform these kinds of stories. But obviously, you right. know, they do it with... And the they're doing that with the true shows, setting. right. <laughs> exactly, and you know, and that's what makes it interesting, too. It's not this whole one-sided affair of, oh, this side's right, this side's wrong. It's no. Yeah. Let's look at both perspectives and see, well, how do we reconcile our differences to, you know, hopefully... It's our better tomorrow. Or are some people too stubborn, you know, or are too stuck in their ways to admit their wrongdoing? And I think that's and what the show's going to address. There's in, some in semblance of content out there that says the Jedi, because of Palpatine and maybe even Plagueis, right? And we're going to get, we're 100% getting Plagueis the wise in, in this series at some point. Yeah, we're definitely um, getting like multiple sets. We're going like to see why he did what he did, but how, right? I think this dismantling of the Jedi Order did not just happen with Order 66 alone, right? Yeah, that was part of the plan, but they they found a way, whether it's a certain power or a direct action, to weaken the Jedi. Grandmaster Yoda should have seen this immediately. How does he not know Palpatine's going to do what he's doing? Yeah. Plot armor, obviously, but in a sense, let's, let's talk about not being plot armor. How does he not see this? There was right. some and this yeah. acolyte, we're going to see what they did to mask the Jedi from seeing how faulty they really are. Yoda is so wise, right? I mean, we see it so much throughout all the content. And suddenly he just doesn't know his Jedi are falling the wrong way. They're not falling to Sith, but they fall into to politics, right? Yeah. <laughs> they fall into <laughs> the Jedi is supposed to be a separate peacekeeper. They said it in uh, the Clone Wars, I believe, uh, the second movie of the, of the prequels, and you know, I, they they lost their way. I think starting with this Acolyte series, we're going to see it. And I think you're right. I think they're going to expose them for who they really are. Yep, exactly right. I Republic has an issue too. I haven't read the books, but my my concern is they have this idea that they're way higher than they should be, and that's not that's a Sith mindset. Exactly that's right. A Sith mindset. And it was, that is a Sith it was, mindset. It was, 
hypocritical to yep, say the least it is, it is. Um, so excitement five i think we're gonna like you said we're gonna get their asses exposed and and see why they fell the way they did and uh why was yoda not not privy to it obviously it was all just jar jar all, all along oh god <laughs> helps us um maybe a uh, guy i can't wait to see yoda assuming he's in the show and assuming uh, actually he can't be in the show he's like eight hundred thousand years old um yes. he, uh, a thousand <laughs> percent like could be in the show to man you know they may I don't think they're going to lean on it too much. Um, which which but, I like. Which I don't think they would. I feel like... No, Yoda, he'll appear. He'll appear, for sure. I feel he'll, like he'll be, be the most nonchalant appearance. He'll be like, I'm messing Yoda, and I, I speak in rhymes. And honestly, just like, we <laughs> might see him... He'll be a Jedi Master. He'll be on the Council, I believe. If not on the Council, he'll be at least a Jedi Master, not on the Council. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. I think the Wookiee's going to be on the Council, though. Um, yeah, that's so cool. That's yeah, so, cool. so dope. Like. It's so dope. Oh, hey, man. hey, let's not forget we got a uh, mini Wookiee running around in uh, in Star Wars canon as well. Uh, I can't remember the name. He was in Bad Batch. Um, oh, Genji. Yeah, Gunji. I, I, I saw him in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. yeah Gunji is. Uh, I mean, he's like a teenager. So same semblance of Yoda, right? I mean, they they live longer than Yoda species. It seems like. So maybe Gunji pops up with Ray. Who knows? Yeah, there's a lot of. Uh... She's rebuilding. She's gonna find the Jedi. So we'll see what we'll see what she does. All right, on to the next one. What's what we got, Matt? Yeah. So let's go ahead and move on to the Skeleton Crew, um, also set in in the Manoverse. Um, and for you guys who don't know, this has actually been created by John Watts, or at least pitched by John Watts, who will be a director on the show. Um, and it stars uh, Jude Law, and it's basically this coming of age story. Uh, you know, set in the Star Wars universe. Uh, set during the time of the Mandalorian. So expect potential crossovers and them connecting to the inevitable uh, movie that we'll discuss at, at, at a later point here. Um, yeah, I was going to be upfront. Uh, I'm at a one. I do not give a fuck. I think the Mandalorian is is not good right now at all. And I, I that yeah, so that, that's it. <laughs> that's that's the extent yeah, of um, uh, you know, obviously that I'll put it low too, maybe a two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Um you know, putting it low means anything better would just make me happy, right? So <laughs> I'm okay with that. Uh the Mandalverse is struggling at the moment. You and I talked to this uh, about this a little bit offline, but um I'm still enjoying it. I know you're not, and a lot of people aren't, and some of the spoilers for those who are watching come back and pause it and come back if you want um the jack black and lizzo appearances were a little excessive to me i don't think they needed to do all this extra stuff but at the same time i i started i rewatched it and i said you know what there this is the whole concept of like the multiverse a little bit right there are like billions of planets out there outer rim mid rim world beyond which they're going to explore at the end of all this manoverse i believe um there's got to be some weird fucking people out there, right? <laughs> Aliens, people, there's got to be some weird shit going on. So this is just one of those weird planets. They're like, it's almost like that That episode reminded me of Thor Ragnarok. Uh, uh, the planet that they were on where they, when they fell out of the... Sakaar? Sakaar. The, the planet reminded me just like Sakaar. Literally. Like that was like a that was like Thor Ragnarok in Star Wars, <laughs> which me, but hey, yeah. it's just fine. That's fine. You can hate that all you want. I, I totally understand people that do. Um, yeah, but that yeah. was that was Thor Ragnarok, 
meets true detective, right? Like Mando and Bo-Katan play detective to find out what's going on with the droids. It was cool to see the battle droids uh, from the Clone Wars. It was cool to see that the droid, the droid rebellion, the droid rebellion is actually a, a plot line. I don't know if it's a comic or a book, um, but you know, the droids wanted rights, right? And, and they have feelings and you see it with 3PO and all, even R2 freaks out and reacts all the time. Right. Um, so it's just, you know, it was a little cool to see that plot line, see why they were turning the way they did. Uh, Separatist was the reason why, right? Uh, Separatist was controlling the bots to control the planet, essentially. Um, but the it was just weird because the whole purpose of the episode was to have Bo-Katan um, reunite the Mandalorians, but we got that for like three minutes at the end of the episode because they wanted to focus on all the other stuff. Exactly. Uh, and then we <laughs> suddenly get Bo-Katan to get the Darksaber, of which she lost and couldn't even control her own Mandalorians in the past anyway. So overall yeah, arching plot that's the thing. little weird because he kind of showed us she couldn't do it before but it's bad worst character development so we, we got plenty so i i heard you we talked when we talked online you said that i'll say this online we got plenty of bo-katan development before we don't really need no much work. <laughs> no it's backwards character development oh like backwards she, like she, oh like she's going backwards like literally right <laughs> she, okay i understand yeah okay, sorry, like, sorry, sorry. That, yes, it, i agree i agree yeah yeah like it may it may okay so i'm gonna go on my little rant like i always do but basically the reason why i just i didn't watch the episode i didn't have to because like i just think the the show is just bad like man man season three is awful I'm sorry. I, I'm not gonna sit around. I'm I'm tired of hearing the same people say, "Oh, well, you don't like this guy." It's meant to be an intelligent series, or "Oh, then doesn't have to be the main focus." Like the Mandalorian isn't isn't talking about Ben. It's actually talking about Grogu who doesn't want to become a Jedi. That's not how the fucking show works. Every single character in the show literally calls Ben Mando or Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is about Din Djarin and the surrounding characters and how they have formed. His story, period in the story. Stop with that ex- explanation. And I don't mean to like get loud. And obviously, I respect people's opinions. It is so annoying. The Mandalorian is about Din Djarin, period. I don't mind if they shift the focus on other side characters, but don't use that explanation to explain why they shifted to other side characters. It's annoying. You can use any. You can say that Din Djarin is the most boring Star Wars character of all time. That's fine. You can use that, but stop saying that the show is not about Din when that's objectively untrue. When the show literally opened up with him, stop that. Okay, and th- so that, I just want to get that out of the gate. And then another thing too is that this over reliance on cameos is just getting way too out of hand, and it, it's just like I don't it's, think it's, it's over- like the writing relies on the cameos. I don't. I don't make itself interesting. It does. It does. Zab is an so example. I, Ahsoka is an example. So the thing is. I, so, man, you it need is. to understand the reason why for Mandalorian, there's two reasons why the Mandalorian exists, and people need to understand, and I think I'm going to argue with you about that. It is not supposed to be just about Din. It is about the Mandalorians, right? And it is about Grogu becoming the new leader of the Mandalorians, the new Jedi-Mandalorian combo. That's plot one. Plot two is they're leading us to the sequels, right? How does that happen? Who got them there? Moff Gideon, Thrawn. All of that is combining into this and kind of molding off of the Mandalorian originally. 
You can't just throw this this content out without some cameos to explain oh, where these oh, characters no, come I never from. said I never said that. Oh, I just said so, that the writing relies on the cameos. I don't think the writing relies on it though. It I does. think I think the first two seasons, The Mandalorian was developed extremely well. I think we got a lot of uh, of past uh, scenes of, of him when he was a child. I think we got a lot of explanation as to how the Mandalorians operate on a traditional sense and the group that he's with now. Uh, the night owls, the the night watch, or night owls and night watch are two, two different ones, I think. Um, you know, a lot of characters explained from rebels. There, remember, we saw a lot of this, these people in rebels, right? So we need to see them again in live action. And and I don't think the cameos like, oh, Ahsoka's here, amazing, ah. I think it's Ahsoka's here. Why? Oh, mentions Grand Emerald Thrawn. This is what's going on. This is this is plot two. The rebuilding of the empire, right? Yeah. So, like, I the the cameo, yeah, was the cameo needed? Did we need Ahsoka to explain that Thrawn's around to rebuild the empire? No, but Ahsoka also has a direct connection to that from Rebels, in, in as far as as Russ Sabine and everybody else, right? Yeah. So those those cameos weren't in, put in to save the plot. Those cameos are the plot, right? Those characters have a direct connection to Thrawn, to Ezra, and to everything associated right. so, with rebuilding but, the Empire. But, so everything you said I agree with, but you literally just supported my point, that the writing relies on the cameos. Yeah, but the writing... So I, you, the, you're you're seeing it diff- the wrong way, though, right? The writing doesn't yeah. rely on the cameos. The cameos are just part of the writing. Like yeah, you, but you so, said yourself, so you, like writing relies when you on say, the cameos. When you say when you say when you say writing relies on cameos, yes. that means the writing is so shit that a cameo is going to save the day. Yes, that that's not the case. I, I think it's both. I think it's I, everything. I, that you so said, it could be both. at some point. Like Zeb was probably pointless. We could have waited to see Zeb and Ahsoka only, right? When they all reunited, but. Ahsoka is a literal integral part of what's going on in this entire Mandoverse leading up to the sequels. We have to have Ahsoka in there. That cameo wasn't in there to save the plot. It is the plot. Ahsoka is just part of the plot, part of the series. Not a Mando season two. hundred percent. All of it. Of, her of, appear- of, of season two of Mando? No. Ahsoka, her- Ahsoka technically didn't have to be there. Could have been any other Jedi giving her information. You mean Book of Boba Book no, of Boba <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Book of Boba is a whole different thing. I'm talking about Mando. Yeah, that's so what I'm Book saying, Boba, bro. Like, Book, of, Book of Boba's writing was some of the worst shit I've ever seen. They were doing okay <laughs> yeah. when, it, when it came to, to Boba's redevelopment into becoming the leader of, of Jabba's hut, right? But Or the huts, I'm sorry. Um, I think that was clearly just like, hey, fucking throw cameos and make this a Mando show, right? We people are sick of not seeing Grogu for four before almost four years at this point. We have to put something out there, right? So just fucking make it Mando. Uh, have him recruit him, show Grogu, uh, show Luke, make people happy, right? Make everybody happy. That's clear as day a cameo push. So I agree with you on that. That is relying on cameos. I think everything else that's been associated as far as characters popping up has an integral part towards leading towards explaining what the sequels did. I don't I'm think I don't... I'm more so referring to the cameos of last. That's what I'm saying. Like in in total, like the cameos, the writing it's themselves relies. I would on say the six, sixty forty. The cameos made sense. So again, that's not that's not that's not my critique. It's the fact that the writing relies on the cameos it's not a matter of yeah but if the cameos are good or not but that's not it's relying man that's not, that doesn't make sense because okay the, i'll give you so, so let's hold on let's, from, from a narrative let me say one thing, let me say okay. one thing. Yeah, yeah. so you are saying rely so let's let's say you never knew who any of these characters were right so let's say you didn't know who soka was you didn't know who luke was 
I don't want to say Luke. Luke, I mean, Luke kind of makes sense because that, that that's for Grogu. So let's say Luke in season one, right? <clears throat> don't talk about Book of Boba at all. <laughs> uh, if you didn't know these characters at all and they were just part of this story, would you hate their 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 place in the story? No, it made sense. I mean, for I the would plot. be bothered. like you're just uh, so you're bothered. just bothered. So, so you're if, bothered if I... by the fact that these characters, these main characters, are put in to try to appease people. I think these main characters are in the Mando series to make it make sense for the future. Okay, but that's 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 the thing there. It's okay. So if I didn't know any, if I didn't know Ahsoka going into like, for whatever reason going into Mando, I would have been bothered because they're setting up something that I had no idea what the hell they're setting up. Okay, so that's fair. Okay, so, the, so that explains different. the reverse. So thing. Then, oh, the other... so real quick, that, expl- yeah. that explains my side of things. Then you you would be pissed if they like this did that and you had no explanation. But, Ahsoka but being in that is a I'm whole part is of the explanation. right. But you're so everything you said, I hundred percent agree with. It's just like. What you're saying isn't mutually well, what you want. Like you're so, you're so spoiling yourself with with Andor, right? You don't need every series does not need to be its own. No, small don't don't go don't go that route, bro. That's not no, what I saying, want. But no, like, but I'm telling you though, that's just yeah. what it is. Like you're spoiling yourself in a way though. Like you you want this to be this enclosed story that doesn't re- like if we don't do what they okay hold on. So if they that's don't do one. the cameos they did and have it part of the plot line they did. You're talking about a very closed story that has no connection to the overarching issue, which is the shitty sequels overall, right? I think we need what we have had as far as cameos. We need these characters part of these stories. It has to be part of the plot to explain what we need explained to get to the point of the sequels where it makes sense, right? And even to the point where Ray's story makes sense, the future story. That is not leaning on cameos. That is the cameos. That is just the characters being part of the story. I don't know how to explain it. So so the multiverse of madness, the 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 council or whatever whatever you call them, the the Illuminati. That was that is leaning on cameos to make something great. I actually disagree. That I, is hundred percent. I disagree with that. People and people the, the reason why that. that's different. The reason why that's different is because again, like it didn't matter who cameoed as the Illuminati. It's the fact that but, the so, Illuminati. That's existed. my point, though. It does so, matter yeah. who cameos in the Mandoverse because it's relevant to the overarching story. Okay, so, so why? So how I is that like meaning on what you're cameos? Saying. What you're saying isn't mutually exclusive to what I'm saying. Okay, so what, that's the so thing. What exactly are you saying? The writing relies on the cameos. Everything, and because the stories are so interconnected, the writing has to introduce characters like Ahsoka, like a Zed, to to find. So ways what would you, What is okay? So what, rather what, than having, these well, I know what you're saying. So what's the yeah, solution yeah. to that? Stop having so many cameos and stop bringing. In, stop, so, okay, so how do we? How do we get further? That's, a, okay. you, that's so what I'm saying. You want a say, more by no, saying no, no, you no. don't want this. You are asking for. A I said stop. Story. I said stop introducing as many cameos, and the reason why is because whenever a character appears on screen, it's like they're all right. Let me pull up the post real quick because this post really said it better than I did. So shout out to uh, Quinlan Boss. That's a Q U I N L A L A N B O S S. So he had a post that said it's not Instagram. The many issues with the Mandalorian season three, the lack of for the lack of focus, the writing, the dialogue, the characters, the visuals, and he had one dedicated to the cameos. So this is pretty much sums my doubts up in a T. 
I enjoy seeing Zeb or Kellerin Beck or Jack Black in the show as much as most people, but it's gotten to a point where it seems like the writing relies on it, which is true. I shouldn't feel like the script acknowledges the fact that someone unrecognizable is on screen. That's the problem, is the fact that they're always bringing up the fact, oh, this is Ahsoka, oh my god, this is Zeb, rather than having these appearances feel organic to the overall story. That's the problem with it. If they executed the cameos better and said, hey, you know what? Yes, Ahsoka has to appear. I'm not saying that I don't want her to ever so, appear. So, so I think we're, we're saying one thing in the same in a way, because I yes. agree that Zeb, the Zeb appearance didn't, wasn't really necessary. It was, hey, this episode was kind of a drag. Let's throw Zeb in there to make you happy and, 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 and connect to the Rebels characters. Dave Filoni's clearly a fanboy and loves his content, right? Like, And, and that's okay. Yes. Like, I, love, I love Dave Filoni. He's amazing. But Zeb, Zeb was for him and for us, right? I agree with that. I'm, I totally agree that that does not that is needing on a cameo to fix maybe a, a a crappy plot line for an episode, right? But I don't agree that certain of certain, and I think even that post was saying it. Some of the cameos do make sense for the plot, like Ahsoka being part of that makes sense for the plot. She is directly connected to everything going on in this series. Rebels and going forward, right? Oh, I, I, so I, that, I, so that had to be part of that. That's what so, I'm saying. So I so I think the key word that in that post and what you're trying to say is the word heavily. Heavily relying on cameos to to, to further the plot, right? Yeah. I agree. I don't want just cameos to make my plot great. <laughs> I'm with you on that. So that, that's what yeah. you're saying. I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I meant the entire I, I do yeah. agree that these, like... I, I almost don't want to call some of these characters cameos. They are characters as, that are that are the plot. Well, right? Ahsoka is is um, of season two is by definition a cameo. By definition, until... but it, she is yeah. it is intent wise. If, if she is further, epi- yeah, to further the overarching plot of, this the, of this era. If That's she what isn't in an episode, and they give it to a different Jedi, is that episode as good? Uh, the rewatch. I, I maybe I don't know. You know what I mean? Like that, that's, yeah, the, that's I, the thing. Is like the fact that even question that is your point. The relighting, right. relight, that, that that's sort of what my made. That's sort of what my complaint is. With no, I, I see what you're saying. I, uh, heavily relying on them. All with Black, you. I don't think. I don't think. I don't but, think we need. Well, those cameos. That's that's you can't call it cameos. That's actor cameos. Actors don't count. Um, well, I mean, I feel like they do because like they're, 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 they're recognizable. People recognizable, I guess. Lizzo yeah. And Jack Black. Like it's maybe it's I, I don't know. Maybe Mando's just yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, I, so said, no, I I look, I, I, I agree just think it. it all plays to the part and the point. Um, and, and I think it was leading to this Ahsoka and leading to the Mandoverse being completed the way it does. I think Din will have an integral part in that Thrawn arc as well. Um, and remember, uh, we are confirmed to have a movie. That culminates all of this in one, right? We're gonna get Ezra, Ahsoka, Din, Grogu, everybody, Bo, the Mandalorians against Thrawn, possibly, right? Everybody, including Thrawn, is going to be in Dave Filoni's movie that closes out the Mando Mandoverse that led to the new the new order. Or right, the new order? What what is it called? Oh, the New Republic, I think. Or the, no, the, the New Republic. Republic? Is, the no, the, the order the, that the resistance is fighting. Oh, the first order. I think it's the first order. Damn it. Yeah. So that is going to lead right into episode seven. Yes. I think Filoni's yeah. movie. So that yeah. that's the point. That's where they're getting. That's what I'm saying. The cameos aren't really cameos. They're they're part of the plot. But I agree the random cameos do not make sense for all of it, right? Yeah, I'd yeah, be, yeah. I like we so I'll put it this way. Zeb doesn't appear in Mando. Zeb appears in Ahsoka as part of the plot line as far as recruiting. We're getting the ghost crew back together. 
let's go find Ezra and kill Thrawn, right? You wouldn't be mad because that makes sense for the plotline story. I agree that Zeb's appearance and just popping up and saying, oh, you should go see if you can help them. That's dumb, right? Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Yeah, Ahsoka yeah, well, being part of, like, in that specific episode, maybe that, would, that, that didn't make sense. But overall, makes sense for the plot of where Mando was going, what Mando was doing. And where Ahsoka is going to be going, right? The overarching plot for the sequels. Yeah, you know, what I just realized this is totally uh, game sidetracker. Uh, we might see Agent Callus in Ahsoka, and for all we know, maybe we'll see Zeb's homeworld. You remember when all of his uh, his species uh, yep. sort of uh, migrated to uh, the one planet? Yep. Anyway, I, I do I think just, no. I think we're also going that. to get. Um, uh, I'd be shocked if Luke doesn't help at some point. Yeah, he's gonna. Sh- he'll probably show up in the movie. Luke, Luke does fight in uh, the books, the the heir to the Empire books. Like he, he know he he fights Thrawn too. <laughs> so, uh, you know that's all. It's all part of this. What what they plan to do, I think. So yeah. Anyway, uh, any other any other content we got out there? Yeah, just uh, these last three. So I think we already talked about like Dave Filoni's directing a new Star Wars movie. Um, I'm sort of in the same boat as Skeleton Crew. I'm at a one. I really don't care. I think Manoverse. I, I just. I feel I like, think I feel like the Manoverse is a happy. larger conversation we're gonna have. But they're gonna make you happy eventually. Uh, but I'm I'm excited for that. I'll give it a three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then something that's super interesting. That's super interesting. I think we which we didn't talk about at all yet. Uh, is James Mangold's new movie. Um, so he's returning to Disney once again at directing new Indiana Jones movie. And his movie is literally about the first Jedi and is being described as a biblical epic. Um, That is so fucking cool. And the fact that it's set literally in the like the very beginning of of time, essentially, of the new timeline, (laughs) because um, they actually showed this new timeline at Star Wars Celebrations today. So to go in order, they showed Dawn Dawn of the Jedi is when this new movie is going to be set. The Old Republic. So expect video games, movies, TV shows to be coming out in the future. The High Republic, obviously something that you've talked to me quite about before, and obviously where the Acolyte is set. Right. The Fall of the Jedi, which I assume is just the prequels. The Rise of Rise of the Empire, which I assume is just the original trilogy. Age of Rebellion, which I'm not sure at what point that's set. Maybe Probably like Rebels, Rebels time. Maybe Rebels. like right, something like that. The New Republic, which I'm assuming is like in between whatever manoverse now um, manover right. yeah manoverse and then to episode seven and then rise of the first order which would be episode seven um moving on and yep. stuff like that so that's the official timeline well, there's there's one more at the end right wouldn't that be raise and then whatever else they have post post right maybe just do like rise of the there's, jedi order but there's an, uh the new jedi order. i think it's new jedi order is the last one yeah probably i new, yeah yeah but um that's really cool um, yeah, no, I'm excited. I, you know, I I trust Mangold, and I trust him for one reason, and I know what this this theme is going to be exactly like, and you know damn well what it's going to be like too. What is it, Logan? Fuck yeah, yeah. Give us any theme like that at all, and I'm fucking in. Come on, um, Come it's on. gonna yeah, it's gonna be super exciting. I think they can really like. That's what I'm looking for. I don't know. I, I they can have a really like compelling, like show a really compelling journey of a Jedi. You know yeah. the fact that he's like the very first of his kind, and maybe he's right. not accepted by society. So 
excuse me, there's a lot they can do. And I, um, right. I, honestly, I think this could be a very character-driven story. This, this, this might be character-driven, and, and, and bro, this might be so old that we're talking like before. You, you have to think, even old Star Wars, original trilogy, or even going back to the prequels, their technology supersedes our real-life technology yeah. by millions of years, right? So uh, how far back are we talking? I mean... This, before, this could be really grounded. Republic too, yeah. It's yeah, before it's, Republic too. It could be crazy. grounded as hell, bro. Yeah. Like it, it could be really exciting. So yeah. I'm excited for it. Um, I have no other information about it, but I'm you know I'm really yeah excited. yeah me too. So no, I'm a five. Like I'm a five. Yeah I'm yeah a, yeah, 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 yeah. That, Like yeah, not leading funny. on anything at all from what we know is fucking dope. Yeah, and and um fucking dope. yeah, and then the last thing we had is there's a movie going to be set 15 years after the rise of skywalker uh daisy ridley is coming back as ray which i'm happy for i hope she gets her quote-unquote redemption i put that put quote-unquote because obviously everyone has their own opinions on ray as a character i think they they did an injustice to her i think the direction they took her in the last jedi was super interesting and different and then they could really shit on it and just say hey make her a palpatine because we don't know what else to do um <laughs> so super excited for her i'm super excited for it to be set post Rise of Skywalker because I think it's going to be interesting to see her build a new Jedi Order and all the different threats that she as well as her uh, who are Padawan so to speak are going to be facing um, it's going to be directed by the Miss Marvel director um, it's being written by the Peaky Binders creator Stephen Knight Stephen Knight I think his name is Stephen Knight or Stephen Knight um, yeah so that's about all we have regarding that um, yeah wait what was so the last one is what? Uh, the Ray movie, basically. The Ray movie. Okay. Yeah, fifteen so, years after. So let me ask because I feel like you, you sometimes don't talk about this at all. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> you know, it's weird enough when we talk in private or even on pod, you never mention the sequel. So I don't I, think I had it, have I? I don't think you've even talked about it. I, I don't want you to because I feel like you're gonna vote like freaking smash your screen. Uh, you, so let me. I'll just. You don't have to go too deep in the sequels. How excited are you for the Ray series, the Ray movie? Um, it's like so. It's tough. Like, and that's why I'm at a three because, like, if they just stuck with the original script for Episode Nine, revamped it, he says is, I would be like really excited for this movie. The reason I'm not is because they still have Ray Skywalker, and the Ray Skywalker I think is the worst Star Wars movie. Period. I think it's worse than Tech of Clones. I think it's terrible. It's corporate. It's nonsensical. I've never felt a movie feel so slow and move so fast at the same time. And that's an accomplishment you don't want. <laughs> like, you know? Um, but I think the reason why I'm most excited is because one, I think that the final a way to sort of I put again, I put redeem because it really based on like how you view view how you view raise a character. Maybe they'll redeem her in some capacity. Um, so yeah, so that's the thing, but I think, like, in terms of the sequels, though, because I don't think I've ever like told you about Force Awakens, I think is a fun movie. I need to rewatch it though, I, I haven't watched it. I, I enjoy Force Awakens a lot. Last really Jedi, enough. I think you can actually watch that Sunday if you want, yeah, for sure. Um, I was maybe I'll watch the whole sequence. Well, I don't know, I was in the right side, I walk around like this get into a car accident, but um, <laughs> but Last Jedi, I think, is way better than people give it for. I was a hater, I watched it twice. Actually, in theaters, that was the first movie I ever watched twice in theaters, and I still disliked it. And then looking back and hearing all these people's opinions, I still have my problems with it. I think everything with Kylo, Ray, and Luke was perfect. Everything else besides that was not very good. It's definitely some of a mixed bag. 
but I still think that Ray as a character, her being a nobody and not having to like to to connect her to a lineage was super interesting and so different. And then they, again, they, they just they shit the bed that. and this made her palpatine for no reason. I think people absolutely you know I mean? love the sequels if she stays a nobody. And it's just so weird. You know, Matt, one I thing that annoys... hate it more, honestly. No, no, think about honestly. it though. Like the thing that annoys me the most when it comes to the sequels, why is there this debate about you know, I want Ray, you know, both sides of what we just talked about, right? Ray needs to be a Palpatine, or Ray needs to be an actual Skywalker, or Ray needs to be a nobody because it's so dope. Do people not forget that all Jedi's are technically nobodies? There's not some heritage lineage lineage thing <laughs> going on with Jedi. <laughs> like, not everybody's a fucking Yoda, right? Not everybody's a Kenobi. Not everybody's a fucking Dooku. Every there are Wookies. There are random like throughout all of Star Wars history. There are random ass Jedi. There's yeah. no like there's not a, a database that shows you who's going there. I don't know if you count Jedi, uh Jedi Fallen Order, there is. Uh but that, that shows <laughs> you who was a Jedi or is a Jedi, and it's it's based off of family heritage and passing Metaclorians down. That's not how it works. So why are people just so worried about that argument? Let JB or, or Ray be ran, random or don't let her. I don't give a fuck. All Jedi are random, technically. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. This debate's stupid. Jedi are randoms. Now, I think Ray at the end of Rise of Skywalker, with what she did, reinvigorated uh, the Force, right? If you want to call it. And you see the little kid uh, who might be a, a, an appearance. I'm assuming 15 years later in, in Ray's movie, uh, the kid that that's Force wielding with the with the broom, right? Um, it, it just shows us that the Force has been reawakened, right? It's like the Force Awakens in true life, right? You see it at the end of Episode Nine. Um, I so that's what we're gonna see. We're gonna see Ray really build this Jedi Order, and we're gonna get some semblance of the books as well when Luke was rebuilding. I hope at least yeah. the Legends canon when Luke rebuilt, right? And I think they're showing some of that now in the Mandoverse a little bit. Uh, but we're gonna see Ray really do this thing, and I hope, really, really, really hope she builds the Jedi Order the way it's really supposed to be, right? not hypo- hypocritical um not feeling as if you're the higher power that be right uh and and overall i'm excited for this i'm gonna give it a four because i really think she is a good character i did like you said i liked ray i like kylo i like luke's arc in 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 uh in the eighth movie um i i wouldn't mind some skywalker cameos right some ghost i'm okay with that um Again, back to cameos, right? <laughs> but I, I wouldn't mind it. Um, I I really think they have an opportunity here to to rebuild the Jedi the way it was supposed to be, but still bring in a very intimidating, impactful new force, right? Sith force that's going to come in and and try to make a, a, an impact and, and destroy what Ray is building. Um, I would, you know, I, I'd love to see it. So we'll see. We'll see where they go. You know, there's no guarantee with any of it, but uh, I am I am excited for it. One thing that will make this a, a you know, because we're rating what we're excited for as far as actually rating it when I watch it. If Finn is not a Jedi, I will walk out of that theater in the middle of the movie. Yeah, th- that direction was so, was so... like they one of the reasons they, I they, hate they, they, they kept they kept hinting at it at least. Thank God in 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 the eighth and ninth, right? Uh, they, they at least hinted at it, so I think that's going to come. And he finally tells her, obviously, that he is 
a fourth wheeler, uh, which is dope. And I, I don't know if Boyega is going to return. There's no guarantee. He's, he didn't seem like he would ever do it. So, um, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll, we will see. Uh, we'll see where that goes. But if he, I, I tell you, if he pops up and he's only wheeling a fucking uh, blaster and all he's doing is screaming Ray every five minutes, I am going to, I'm, I will quite, Matt, quote me on this. We will be sitting a seat away from each other. I will walk out of that fucking theater if he's not a, a Jedi. I'm, I'm dead ass serious. Yeah, I'm not have... watching that movie. If he, if it's him with a blaster, watching Ray get attacked by a Sith saying, <laughs> I'm out. That's not character development, bro. He deserves so much more. He could have been such a good... That's the they thing. did so well with him in the And the only months, reason why months. is because they were... Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why they were afraid to give Finn... That's the thing. Like I said, I don't have like a huge problem with Ray. I just think like it was super dumb. And apparently, they said after the fact that he was gonna tell Ray that he was force sensitive and ride Skywalker and didn't like commit to it. So dumb. So dumb. But oh man, he deserves better. Well, I think he'll come back if they convince him. We'll see though. Damn man, that would have been so fucking cool though. That's so depressing, bro. A force sensitive stormtrooper. You know how know. cool that sounds, bro? I know. Well, that just shows that just Man, goes to show bad, again bro. the random. If they had that, still bro. if they had Ray still be a palpatine and then and then show Finn being the random fucking stormtrooper that became a Jedi Force user, whatever as well, that still speaks to everything is just random anybody that, could be. The they could have fixed it with just that. Like we could have so, both. 100%. So, you know, I, I think I think they're going to have to be a Jedi. They need to have to be a Jedi. I hope Boyega returns and gets the real plot he deserves. I'd love him to get his own series as well. I would love all that, right? Um, yeah. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, Ezra could be in it as well. He'll be a little bit older, but I think at that point he'd be 60-ish. So, you know, obviously he's human, so maybe <laughs> we'll see what it is. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for it and uh, can't wait to see where it goes. Yeah, uh, let's just hope right. Disney actually goes through with these movies. Tiger's is canceled. Kevin's is canceled. Tiger just got canceled too. Yep, his is gone. Kevin Feige's is gone. Well, I know Feige's is gone. They didn't, they didn't confirm Tiger's is canceled. When today? Uh, like like a few weeks ago. They said Tiger. Are you sure? Gone. They just yeah. I saw on Twitter that Tiger's still making his. Is He's it in the middle of production? Yeah, Tiger's. Star Wars movie canceled. I'm pretty sure I saw it was canceled. Nah, he's still going. I'm telling you. Oh no, 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 no! Wait, sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. That was um um um. Patty Jenkins. Yes. 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 Person got canceled. It was. She was supposed okay. to be the first movie yeah, since yeah, yeah. Episode Nine. Yep, that's right. Okay, that's my fault. The Rose Carter could have been really good. Well, I don't know. They they confirmed that the Skywalker saga is officially done. So this Ray movie better be nothing relevant to Skywalker besides the fact she changed her name to Skywalker for some stupid ass reason. But um, either way, uh, yeah. I am super excited for it. So me too. Look, we we have just been so excited to come in. Clearly, this is probably one of our longest episodes in God knows how long. Uh, we are Star Wars fans to a T, right? We love Marvel. We love DC. We love the Star Wars stuff. We expect more. We love the better stuff coming out. Andor's been great. Acolyte's been great. I think Mando will get better for Matthew. I hope it does. I hope every single episode has seven cameos just to piss him off. And... No, but honestly, listen, we are we are very excited. We're so thankful to be able to do this podcast. We appreciate every one of you guys uh, jumping on in and giving the watch. But uh, Matthew, you want to go ahead and give your goodbyes and tell them where they can find you? 
Yeah, so it's going to be Matt underscore T29 over Instagram. If you ever want to talk about Star Wars things, promise I'm not this passive aggressive with everybody. Just uh, the passion, you know, uh, releases and obviously getting a chance to speak to my brother. Go ahead and, and debate with my brother is always a hell of a fun time. You know, I love yeah, doing this with him. Uh, I love talking about everything Marvel, DC related, but especially Star Wars. You know, I think we're in a, in a in a great era of Star Wars right now. I think the future is looking bright. You know, and um, I'm just looking forward to seeing what comes what comes next for us to talk about. So can agree more. Can agree more. So listen, uh, of course you can find me at John underscore OTS all social media, but just go over to uh, YouTube.com slash uh, OTS Media Co. Right is the new is the new link, man. OTS Media Co. Uh, and 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 just watch. Right, we got plenty of podcasts out there. We have Derek running the sideline guys. Uh, Matthew's hopped on that podcast as well before. Uh, we have Real Ish. We have. Uh, with Matthew and Derek starring as well as some guests. Uh, we have the uh, um, the MMA podcast. We have uh, uh, wrestling podcast by Dwayne. Uh, you know, Chris is doing an amazing job with his MMA stuff. We have so much for you guys to watch. Head over to the YouTube page, drop a subscribe, share the pages, go to the Facebook page as well. Uh, we love doing what we do, and we love that you guys come in and want to have a debate. So anybody ever wants to be on the show, Hit us up. You're more than welcome to come on and be wrong because, you know, we're always right. So, uh, look, we, we love you guys. Thank you for always listening to our, our witty debates and our constant content. Uh, a, a little announcement that we need to talk about at some point, Matthew, pointed the wrong way. Uh, Harry Potter might be getting a brand new series for all the books that I think could be, at first I was a little mad, but it could be good. Uh, of course, always talk about some DC, some Star Wars as well. So, uh, go Bills and let's fucking get it, baby. We could be heroes. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Peace.